this fine specimen here? Yeah, it's um, I found it in a homewares shop. She reminds me of one of my favorite movies, Communion by Whitley Strieber, an alien abduction. Okay. That's what he saw. And it's also like half alien, half woman. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it's just captivating to stare at. It is definitely captivating. It's got a cord hanging out of it. What's its function? Nothing. It's oh. just completely art. If there's a cord, okay. it's one of these cables. Oh, that my bad. All right, cool. I was waiting to... for it to light up and take us away. <laughs> <laughs> no, nothing like that. Um, I've got Jess Pierman in. She's a stand-up comedian. Hey, hey. Welcome, Pierman. It's good to have you. Thanks for having me. It's, you're welcome anytime. Um, we were talking about my studio, how quiet it is, and you said you've got tinnitus. Is that how you say it? Tinnitus or tinnitus? You know, I know that it's tinnitus, but I'm actually pissed off that it isn't called tinnitus. Because yeah, everything better. seems to be an itis. But I remember my osteopath explained to me the difference between itis and itises, whatever it is. But I was just uh, just listening to every word that he was saying because he was hot. So I forgot all, <laughs> all of the information that he told me. So. Yeah. Yeah, I've had it for years. I deserve it. Yeah, how I deserve did, it. How did you get it? I think I got it from uh, maybe 90s concerts. Yeah. Metallica. 2000s concerts. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, I've got Glued a constant. To the speaker. One of the, yeah, right yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. No earplugs? I started off with no earplugs and yeah. then I started doing earplugs. And it was it was all the positioning of where you were when you were watching the band. There was one, I, I saw Carnival, my favourite band for years, and I remember having earplugs in because I got to that point where I just, I couldn't have no earplugs anymore. I take them out for my favourite songs. I'm like, if I'm going to go deaf, it's only for my favourite songs. That makes sense. But I could hear everyone's conversation. It was fucking irritating. Yeah. It's just like, uh, I, wow, these are really, truly boring conversations. Hello, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> Do I you mean, get a constant easily. ringing in the ear? I think it's constant, but it all depends on my attention span or, yeah. or my, yeah, where my attention is at that time. It's not debilitating. I know that some people get it really loud and it comes in waves and it stops them from sleeping. Mine doesn't do that, thank goodness, because that feels like a really, really shit way to live. Yeah, Just absolutely. Like, oh, yeah, I've got tinnitus. Oh, fuck, I'm depressed again. Yeah, wicked. I yeah. can switch it off and forget about it. It's like living next to a train line. You know how you... I live 20 metres away from the train track. Yeah. And you've, yeah. your brain's now... It, it, is it true that the brain can just block it out? Yeah, occasionally I get confused. Um, when I'm sleeping and I start, I feel this, I, it's almost like Blues Brothers. Like that's how close I am to the train <laughs> and my bed vibrates. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's pretty loud, but it took me a few months to get used to. But um, um, yeah, it, it, it infiltrates my dreams. And then some, it's like I'm having a dream where you shouldn't hear a sound like that. And then I start hearing it. I get confused for a few seconds and then I wake up and go, oh, okay, it's the train, whatever. But yeah. Yeah. Doesn't bother me. Yeah, you uh, do you like your place in Alston? I, I love it. it. Yeah. I love it. You made a move recently, didn't you? Like yes. six months? Uh yeah, about six months ago, yes. I'm queen of the dodgy rental. Yeah, what does I'd that say, mean? I'd say, okay, so the last ten years I've lived in a uh decommission it's meant to be decommissioned <laughs> decommissioned old house, hundred and twenty year old house on mum's property. Yeah. So we, our family moved there about 20 years ago, built a better house next to it. And then my sister lived in the old house for a couple of years, then my brother, then me. That's but a I, big block of land. It is. Where? Five and a half acres in Mombog. Oh, wow. Yeah, All yeah. Right, yeah. I yeah. thought you meant Elstonwick. I'm like, holy oh, shit, you're no, loaded. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's like huge. Yeah, yeah. No, All right, Mombog. Mombog is uh, country? Yeah, so do you know Belgrave? Yes, I do. 10 minutes past Belgrave. They make jam in Mombog. 
they did. I well, think they did. now they just may mostly make daffodils and weed. I know where to get weed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, Mombok, big block. Yeah, yeah. So I, I was there for the last 10 years and then I started doing comedy maybe. I don't want to count 2020. I didn't do any comedy. I feel like I just want to shave that ear off. So I'm just telling. A lot of I'm people just, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just like, mm, I'm almost at four years. I'm going to stick with that. Um, yeah, and I got I, I got sick of driving. And I've been talking about moving out of that house for years. Not, no, my friends didn't want to come over. And I understand why. It was fucking cold. Mm. It, um... It was falling apart. It's a kind of house that would have been really good if I was a handy person, which I'm not, you know. Yeah, you could it, chip away at it. Yeah, it just it, it just like it just was falling apart. Yeah. And it was it yeah, I had to pretend to move out of it twice actually. Why pretend? Because no one was meant to be living there. And oh, I wow. re- I rarely checked the letterbox and then every now and again I'd check the letterbox and I'd see a letter from the council like, Oh fuck, here we go. And then the letter would say, we've noticed that you've got another dwelling on the property and we're going to come and do an inspection. And the problem with both of those times is I hadn't checked my letterbox for ages and they were due to come the next day. So what did you do? So I went into my lounge room. I broke everything apart to make it look like everything had just been thrown in there for storage because we're allowed to use it for storage, but no one was allowed to live in there took everything out of the kitchen, everything out of the bathroom and then just shut the door because it's the kitchen and the bathroom that was there as soon as people walked in. Mm-hmm. So the guy the guy came in, um, he said, you know, is the water connected? And I said, no, I'd taken the shower head off, but it was dripping. So I had to keep talking really loudly to, to try cover and the cover the drips. <laughs> tell you what, I, w- when there's pressure to talk, sometimes you've just got yes, nothing to say. Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, he's just like, oh, it's a shame that no one can live here. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, it is. Because I can't lie to save my life. But yeah, it worked or whatever. He's just like, I'm going to mark it on your file. We're not going to come back. Mm. But um, yeah, I've moved into this granny flat in this random old couple's backyard. They, um, they, they, they built this for the woman's um, brother who had cancer uh, in the late nineties. And as soon as they finished building the granny flat for him, he died. So they've just had renters in there. Holy shit. That's sad. That's really sad. Yeah. It's, it's a sick little flat. It's perfect. And mm. I've got privacy, you know, they've, they've tinted the windows so I can see out, but they can't see in. Is it quiet? It's really quiet. Oh, Other good. than the train. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's good. It's good. I get hipsters downstairs every Saturday having parties and smoking pot. It's yeah. the only downside to Brunswick. Okay, yeah. So, It'd be hard to get away from that, I imagine. Well, I, I move the air mattress into here sometimes when they have kick-ons. Uh, yeah, I can yeah. tell when they're on chemicals. Uh, yeah. Because it just doesn't wrap up. Right, You know, yeah, when parties yeah. aren't wrapping up and you're like, fuck, you guys are doing hard drugs <laughs> now. Yeah. Like, it's way past 2.30, you're pushing 5 a.m., you guys are on the gear. Have you seen The Peep Show? No. Okay. It's a British comedy. There's just, there's two best mates who are living together in a flat. One has a job. One of them's the muso who's still trying to make it, doesn't pay rent, thinks he's going to make it. Um, always taking drugs, having parties or whatever. Anyway, I'm not going to give it any justice, but the uh, rant that the dude with the job goes on in the morning when everyone's taken pills because he's pretended that he took a pill. 
and gets everyone to leave the party. It's just gold. Is that okay? It's gold. Is yeah. it on Netflix? I've got Netflix. I haven't got. It's on Netflix. I highly recommend it. All it's right. dark. It's disturbing, and obviously because it's English, the language that they're using just really descriptive. I love English comedies. I even did too. starting at even starting at Blackadder, early eighties stuff. Very clever stuff. I, yeah. I fell into Red Dwarf. One of okay. My f- yeah. I I'm, never saw it. I'm a sci-fi head anyway. Yeah. So it was easy for me. Yeah. And then Faulty Towers. Yep. And then The Office. And I was like, holy shit, this is good. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I'm a big fan. Just the way that they use the language. They're very descriptive. And I think when you're descriptive in the right way, it, it brings down less to interpretation. Mm. So you get to, if, you, if you're good with the language and you know what words to use, you are better at crafting the story the way that you want it to be interpreted as opposed to being a bit vague and then someone else thinking differently about it, if you know what I mean. Shit, yeah, you can hit the bullseye. Yeah, yeah. You can go Just right like, for it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, this is exactly what happened. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I like it. Do you... um. How do you go about your process to write comedy? Do you, like, would you watch a few shows that inspire you that you find really funny and then have an incubation period and sit down and write? Or do you write after a gig? Or do you write whenever it takes you? Some comics I've spoken to write in the morning. I tend to write while I'm doing the dishes or cleaning the house or just talk yep. to myself. Yep. That's you? Yeah, that that's me. Um, I can't I, force it. No, neither. Fuck no. Um, I don't try, it's just like, it has to be, it has to be there because if you're trying to force it, the next sentence is never there for you to grab. You have to keep, it's exhausting. Mm. Um, I am getting into trying to, uh, I'm very lazy and I, I can see that I haven't progressed as far as I've wanted to progress in terms of the rooms that I'm doing or whatever it is that I'm doing. Um, and I'm exactly where I deserve to be, I think, in terms of comedy, because I've been, I've been lazy. I haven't, I haven't done as much as I, I've wanted to, but I'm working on it, right? What do you need to do and why? Taking advantage of those really lucid moments where you really love writing. But unfortunately for me, that tends to be at about 1130 at night where I'm, when I'm tired as, and I'm laying in bed and I'm trying to sleep and my mind's going, and oh, okay. So you want to, you want to be less lazy to entertain that thought. Exactly. Yeah. Because I'm trying to push it away. Because you have to get up for work? Yes. I'm trying to push it away and go to sleep so I can get up and do not the job that I hate but definitely not the job that I want for the rest of my life I hear you yeah yeah it's fucking tough yeah it is I don't think I'd want to do comedy full-time though but it would be nice to um work part-time even if I'm staying at the job that I'm doing now um and even just a paid gig every now and again my standards aren't that high I just want to be good I want to be good and consistently good. Right now, I think I'm good. However, I'll have the the ratio is all wrong. So it'll be one good show, four okay shows, one great show, three okay shows, you know. And that that ratio needs to change. And that ratio is going to change when I, I, you know, uh, take advantage of more of those moments where my brain's going, I've got the good shit here. Are you going to go to sleep or are you going to listen to me? You know? So you need to, at that moment, um, this is Anthony Robbins get up, workshop, bitch. by the way. Get up. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so at that moment, do you want to like get up, write all that shit down 
and then jump on stage and workshop it. Yeah, I've got five minutes in my head right now about hitting cyclists that I'm really excited <laughs> about. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm going to the Rubber Chicken tomorrow to give oh, it my good. best shot. Yeah, yes, yeah. the Rubber Chicken. It's a brand new comedy club in South Melbourne. Yeah, I haven't been there yet. Yeah, either have I, but I've heard good things. Yeah, sweet, cool. Um, All right, so uh, has not drinking for five weeks <laughs> made this epiphany solidify in your head this new approach to stand up like i'm gonna fucking take this on now i'm gonna listen to that voice late at night i'm gonna write all my stuff down is that not drinking helped has not drinking helped that um i'd i'd say that there's heap there's heaps of different stuff i don't know i feel like moving out of that that really old shack that i was in for ages and constantly feeling tired about driving, also finding out that I've been iron deficient and I've felt really fatigued as well. And I just thought I was really lazy, but then going, hang on a second, I can't move my arms. That's not laziness. That's a problem. So I've been taking iron and my energy's gone up about 30, 40% in the last five weeks as well, since I've been supplementing. All right. There's a, wait, there's a lot of stuff Stop. happening here. Yeah. Sorry. Back You'll get that. You'll get that. Yeah. I, I'm trying to piece all the things together. Yeah, I'm getting yeah. it. I'm getting it. Okay, okay. So from what I understood, um, it's multifaceted. You Definitely. Can, you can work on your stand-up more now because you're in Elston Week, so you can you don't I'm have to do a big to drive yeah, yeah, yeah. from Mombok, which is, what, an hour? It's an hour or more, yeah. All right, that's, that's shit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, especially when you're doing a day job. You'll yep. be fucking falling asleep at the wheel. Mm-hmm. Um, you, that's that's why we leave flowers on trees. <laughs> like, for people like yes. Kim who's working herself to death. Oh. <laughs> so, all right, so... Okay, so that's a big factor. Not drinking has probably helped your focus. Yep, yep. And, and then there's days that aren't what there's days that aren't wiped out anymore because we all know as soon as you hit your thirties, the hangovers take twenty four to forty eight hours longer. They fucking definitely yeah. do. Yeah, my I reckon it's accumulated DNA damage in your body. Just going, you can't fucking do this forever. Yeah, right. String starts unraveling. You know. Yeah. So yeah, I'm just I'm trying to. I've always got a vision of, of what I want to be and who I want to be. And I know that it's, I know that it's possible. I know that I don't have these unrealistic, um, ideals for myself in my head. Everything that I daydream about is completely realistic and it's completely within my reach. And I'm the only one who's holding me back. Can I pry? What's the biggest for daydream it. for stand up? Like, what's your daydream for stand-up oh you oh my biggest daydream for stand-up okay that's i don't know if that's realistic actually you've just <laughs> caught me in an accidental lie uh, i'd fucking love to be on eight out of ten cats does countdown yeah that'd be that that'd be amazing i don't know anything about your singing you took you just told me before we pressed record you took a whole week off to sing is that true? Yeah. Well, did I, I, did I su- hear you correctly? I sung in bands for about 10 years. Holy fuck. Yeah, I did yeah. not know that. Yeah. Prog rock. Loved it. Loved it. Were you a cover band? No. Originals. Really? I, I was in a band with my brother when I was 18. We called the band Violent Affection because that, that sort of was the kind of dynamic of the relationship with our family members or whatever. I think a lot of people can relate to that. Just, it just... You, you, your eyes did something funny there. Nothing dodgy. <laughs> Nothing no, no, weird. I was, I was positioned. I had, what I had is I had a mental image of you and I was placing you on a stage and I didn't know where to put it. Were you behind bass? Were you on a drum? Oh, and I was like, yeah, were you lead, yeah, okay. were you lead singer? Yeah, lead singer. Yeah, lead singer. Yeah. yeah. Were you, what, that's fu- 
And now, then I, I started thinking of a follow-up question: as a, is the, how does the buzz compare to stand-up? Oh, you know what? It is okay. So the biggest problem with it, the biggest, the shit thing about stand-up for me, and this is why I've got a lot more shows to do, a lot more practice to do, is because. If you're only doing a five or a 10 minute set, there's occasionally times Mm. where I'm crippled with nerves and five or 10 minutes isn't long enough to dissipate the nerves. When you're doing, when you're in a band, regardless of what instrument you're playing or whether you're singing, you've got 45 minutes to an hour. So I would spend the first three songs being a little bit nervous and then you you burn out of adrenaline and then you just have fun. Mm. Um, And also it's a little bit less stressful because you're part of a collective. It's almost like when you walk out on stage as a comedian, there's no one to blame if you shit. Mm. There's a hundred percent accountability for everything that you're doing and everything that you're saying. When you're a part of a band, it's like if, if there's a weak link it's almost like you can forgive them because you you go, okay, even if they fucked up a beat here or they did something wrong there or whatever, these other people have still chosen to be with that person and play with that person for some reason. So you get to see the, the dynamics between them and see the journey that they go on as well, if, if the set makes sense sort of thing, you know. Mm you know, songs going into each other or whatever. They're a completely different buzz. It's a completely different buzz. So you were called prog rock? Oh, no, no, no. That's the genre. All right. So, well, it was... What is prog rock? I fucking Progressive, progressive. rock. Yeah, yeah. So, so Carnival, uh, these Australian prog rock bands, Carnival, Cog, Dead Letter Circus. Fuck no. Nah. I don't, I don't that, know. No, that's cool. So that's it, cool. How close? No, Nirvana is grunge. Yeah, yeah. I'm into stoner rock now, though, so Alice in Chains type stuff. There's heaps of sick Melbourne bands. Are you still in a bands. band? Are you still? No, I. So the last band, ah, uh, that's a, it's an annoying story. Have your drink. Mm. Um. Um. The last band. Okay, so the guitarist got injured. He had a 400 kilo weight land on his arm, and his bone didn't break, so the muscles took all of it. So on work cover, um, couldn't play, getting surgeries. And then um, he just went, nah, can't do it anymore. Um, and then uh, it was years we're going, mm, you know, can we get, the, the drummer was a bit of a stoner. The bass player didn't want to be there. We were the only ones who were funding it. Um, just it your was, normal band, really? Oh, from you the dramas. fucking bleed money. It's insane. Bands. Yeah, yeah. I... I was working full time and I had nothing to show for it. Because everything was going in equipment, cables, mixing desks, instruments. Everything was going in the financial decisions that the guitarist was making. But he was making them because he obviously wanted something to happen with us, right? So the money, PR. So, all right. If you, I don't know how it is now. I should ask my mates how it is now. Tell me when it was, how far back are we going? Okay, we're going 2012. Okay, that 2012. That was the last gig. Yeah, that was the last gig actually. So it was like, it was 2008 till 2012. Oh, it's it's still a, it's still a good indicator. So this is what it would cost to be in a band, roughly. What we were doing, we were trying to get on bills um, for good bands, right? Mm. But but there were the the way that the industry was going is that if you wanted to support a good band, 
first you had to prove yourself, of course, mm. you had to be reasonable, but then you had to sell a number of tickets. And if you weren't going to sell those tickets, you had to buy them yourself. So we would go and do a gig. I'd get some of my mates to come, not all of them. And then sometimes I'd even feel guilty for inviting my mates and buy their tickets for them. And I'd be out of pocket $400, $500 to play a gig, to play to people. Fuck. I was hemorrhaging money. Um, and then there was, you know, money for recording and money for... Studio time. Studio time, money for um, getting a... A bloke from the, uh, it's called Artist and Repertoire. You can get someone to mentor you um, and then they mentor you, they change your songs, um, try and restructure them and then present them to, to ideally to Triple J. So we right. had our stuff presented to Triple J twice and they said no. It was just, ugh. Anyway, I went to a few auditions after, after that ended. Um, and actually I went to heaps. I went to about 10 or 15 uh, and it was all shit. It was all either a genre that I wasn't interested anymore, interested in anymore, or they had one good song and the rest sucked. And it was just like, you know what? I'm not going to do this unless it's the same quality or better than what I was just doing. Because if I'm going to put myself in a situation where I can't save any money for anything else because it's all going into the band, it has to be fucking good. And I just went to these auditions, just went, nah, whatever. It's not doing it. I'd love... Well, I had stars in my eyes though, you know, I don't anymore. I just want to have a good time and be good at what I do. I don't give a shit if I'm going to spend the rest of my life doing, doing average gigs. I'd love to, I'd love to have a sing again, of course, even if it's open mic stuff, I just want to be enjoying myself and being, um, uh, creatively expressive. And if I get a little bit of money out of it or whatever here and there, then that's great. It sounded like that. It exhausted you. Definitely. Definitely. It was. And now you've just whittled it all down to just having fun. Yeah. And sing when you can sing. Yeah. So what did you sing when you could sing and you took that week off? What did you do? Oh, that was for a recording. For a friend? No, for the band. For your band. So you're you're getting back together? No, 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 no. I was just saying that. Well, when I per- first put these headphones on, it reminded me of days when I'd take a week off work so to go and oh, record, right. go and record your, your single or your so album a bit of or whatever. Nostalgia, right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I don't have a head. I mean, I've got a little microphone set up at home, but I don't have these babies. These are good. Mm-hmm. I'm surrounded by myself. It's <laughs> <laughs> good, isn't it? <laughs> it is. It's good. Yeah. You've only got one ear on. What's your deal? Um. Yeah, ever since radio, I just found a natural inclination to just keep one off okay. so I could have an ear for the room. Yeah, okay. For the right. for the levels of of the and and if I put them completely on, I feel dis, uh, detached from reality. Yeah, I just feel too radio land. So oh, I like it. I keep one on, one off. Okay, cool. Mm. Yeah, does it make a difference if you swap ears? Uh, does it has to be the same ear? Yeah, It'd have it's to the be right. The same. I fucking yeah, didn't yeah. know that. But yeah, it yeah. must be, it's always the right ear that's exposed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I notice heaps of little habits that I've done. Yeah. It, like little things that I have to have the slightly OCD. Slightly. I've got a little bit left. I used to be very, I used to, I'd used to have, absolutely have to have everything in the middle, right? I wouldn't stand on cracks when I walked on the footpath. Holy all shit. Of that shit. Are you one of them? No, no, no. I used to be. And I remember the moment that it dissipated. How? I was at my auntie's house. I would have been, I don't know, I was a kid. I don't know, between seven and 11, I guess. Um, 
And I remember sitting on the couch, all the adults were having the party inside and I looked at the DVD player and the slot for the DVD player was two thirds of the way across. It wasn't in the middle. And I fucking imploded. Really? <laughs> I was staring at it going, there's no fucking way I'm ever going to be able to get that TV drawer in the middle. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then it was just like, <laughs> and so I stopped giving a shit. There's just still little inklings left, but nothing. What? Nothing that's that, how you overcame it. Well, that that's the only thing that I can think of that I possibly could have overcome it. Yeah. So you bubbled up and burst. <laughs> yeah. And that's it. Like that's a pimple. It, it just came yeah. out and I, you're done. I think I think if that was the reason, then that would have something to say in support of um, allowing yourself to actually feel feelings properly in order for them to disperse. You know, if you read psychology stuff or if you're interested in well, I in, am yeah yeah therapy of any description, they're yeah. always people are trying to. Um, there's a lot of advice, even quitting smoking. They yeah. say the best way to quit smoking is when you're having that craving instead of having the ciggy in, or instead of distracting yourself by having an apple or going for a walk, fucking sit there and, work and feel it. Holy and it allowed, and it's like, I did that once. Fuck. I did it once. And I remember it was with the ciggy and I remember just sitting there just going, Oh my God, I want one so bad. And it was, I was never addicted, but I just, anyway, it was about a minute. And then I, I just came out of it and went, I don't want a fucking cigarette. You know, you let it build up and then it. So yeah. do you think uh, marketing, um, the advertising industry has taken advantage of our lack of willpower because they're like, they have nicotine patches and sprays and all that was back in the day. I, I know my dad gave up with just willpower. Every, like, everything is a business nowadays. Mm. Even when people are seemingly trying to do the right thing and people are still trying to do the right thing, there's still some sort of business behind it. It's the, I guess it's the nature of everything. Mm. You know, the diet industry, that's huge. Mm. I know I've pissed some money against the wall mm. in terms of the diet industry, just buying diet food, protein shakes, all that shit. Yeah. Um, yeah. Patches, gums. I like the word play in uh, the new Jenny Craig. It was something like, um, We'll show you how to lose weight with intermittent eating. <laughs> and I'm like, it's intermittent fasting, but you dare not say the word fasting oh, on your advertisement because it's like, don't put the word fasting in conjunction with losing weight. People do not want to fast to lose weight because oh, that's the hard right. road. Yeah, they, yeah. they never want the hard road, you know? But then also, you know, a few years ago, it was, well, don't skip meals because it slows your metabolism down and then you get hungry and then you binge. But because yeah. now that it's been relabeled in intermittent fasting, mm. that it's just we've, we've taken an eating disorder and made it, made it cool, made it acceptable. Depends how you label it, I guess. Absolutely. Yeah. I was, um, I was exposed uh, when I was living in London, I read this book uh, on intermittent fasting. I can't remember who wrote it now, but he basically just talked about how um, breakfast being the most important meal of the day is mm -hmm. bullshit, how it was all developed by the Kellogg's company in the 50s <laughs> to get you to eat breakfast, which is loaded in sugar, which spikes your insulin, which is the worst thing you could do to your body. Um, I I think there's facts and there's bullshit in that. Yeah, because this is what this is what, you could you could tell we could go back and forth, but this is what I heard. When you wake up in the morning, the best thing you could do is uh, 
um, have a black tea or have a green tea, have a coffee, don't have any milk, don't have any sugar and fast so your body can, if you want to lose weight, yeah. so it can start burning its fat reserves um, because your body in the morning is looking for uh, glucose in your blood and if mm-hmm. it can't find it, it'll go to the fat bank and okay. start burning fat. Yeah. Um, on the plus side, if you can do some exercise in the morning, like go for a walk or mm. swim or run, even better. Um and then he went on to say, as as cavemen, we were engineered to not eat for days. And when we came across food, we devoured it. And that's Instant why... Instant fat storage as well, when you did devour it, to get it in. To get it yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. And there's a delay, you'll notice, between your brain telling your stomach you're full. Ah, and the delay so, evolved so, to yes, pack it in. To pack it in. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then he went on to say, yeah, skip breakfast. Um. Lots of cultures skip breakfast, like the Spanish, the Greeks, the Italians. They have a coffee in the morning and they stretch their meal out later on in the day, which is true. And I visited yeah. Greece and and when I because I lived in London for ten years, I'd visit Greece frequently because that's my 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 bloodline. Yeah. Um. So yeah, what do you have to say to all that? So I'm constantly reading about different diets and supplements and whatever. I mean, I still social smoke occasionally, but ultimately I'm trying to do the right thing yeah, by my shed, body. Uh, yeah, 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 you've got good tobacco. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you've yeah, got Manitow, good it's organic, yeah. I haven't had one in four weeks, though. Nice job. At all. So I think, wow. I've, I think I'm going to stick to it for a while. Yeah, cool. Because I got a bit too roly-poly. Oh, <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like too happily like at gigs backstage. Pyramid, you got to Rolly, rolly, yeah, roll. yeah. Like, Holy shit! I usually what what's interesting is that I usually um could only have a ciggy if I um had a couple of drinks. And what's weird is now that I'm not drinking, I went hang in a second. Usually I can't. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Yeah, you get rid of the ball, you get rid of the bat. Yeah, it's great. yeah, yeah. Hand in hand. Anyway, yeah. I took you off course. Yeah, no, that's cool. So I read a book recently called Raw, and it's by an exercise physiologist and doctor called Stacy Sims. And what she did was she pointed out how um, 99% of the experiments that have been done on the human body in terms of medication, in terms of diets, in terms of in terms of lots of different stuff have only been done on men. And a lot of them have been done on young 20-year-old men. So there are a certain age, certain physiology and different... Why the fuck have we, they only chosen men? Welcome to the planet Earth, Right. There sure. are so really? many. There are so many medications that ha- that were released and then taken off because they didn't experiment on them on women. You're kidding me. There's. There Did we w- test the pill on men? Oh, as well. Is oh, that how? <laughs> I, Holy fuck! I've read so many books recently. I used to work in a book factory, so I love it. But and I've got all these things coming. I'm just trying to attach onto one thought and speak about that. So the first issue was you were talking about fasting in the morning. Mm. So apparently as a woman, you shouldn't fast in the morning because, um, you, you, your metabolism works in a way where if you're fasting, you're going to be going straight for the muscle and burning the glucose and burning the muscle instead of the fat. Whereas if you have about 150 calories of uh, all the macros, fat, protein, carbs, then it's got, I don't know, it does something where you're more likely to burn fat. So that's what happens in women. So basically the the premise of it is men and women respond differently, differently. Mm. There's also other factors, whether you're diabetic, pre-diabetic, mm. all of that shit. So my thing is, is just trying to 
get correct information, see what works for me, try and go down that path and try not to do my own head in about it. Because if there's anything that I can do well, it's do my own head in. And it's usually with getting too much information that's conflicting going, but both sides are fucking right. Yes. I can't make up my mind. And just so what do you do? You just walk so, away and let it incubate. Let your mind sort it out subconsciously, right? That's the joke writing process. You write like crazy and then you yeah, forget yeah. about it and you hopefully it pops into your head yeah. while you're washing the dishes or having an orgasm or cutting <laughs> the lawn, whatever. That's the that's the dream. Yeah, yeah. So why don't you just do you is that why, why don't you just let all that knowledge sink into your subconscious and process it? Oh yeah, no. Like I'm just saying that what what can happen is I can do my own head in. I'm not really having an issue with it at the moment, but yeah. But, but yeah, that, that, that is one big factor why I'm confused about a lot of things is because uh, even about COVID, right, everyone has their opinion about it. You know, you've got pro-vaccine, anti-vaccine, pro-lockdown, anti-lockdown people. Oh, I have to ask. Now, a lot of people have... I've got to their... go there, by the way. Yeah, I want to yeah, go cool. there. But finish what you're saying about if, if I've uh, taken you off course. I want no, you to no, finish you didn't, about your, you didn't. the dietary stuff. The dietary stuff. So, no, you haven't taken... I, I don't even know what where, where I was actually going with it. I think it's just... You got to do what make you feel what what makes you feel good. Um, also, it is good to keep an open ear about science because science is constantly changing in terms of what we're discovering. You know, you know, in the nineties they were saying stop eating butter and start eating margarine, and then heart mm. di- heart disease went up because they yes. found out that hydrogenated vegetable oil contributes to heart disease. That's also they're like fuck. Sorry, we messed up. Go back to butter, you know. Yeah, well, there's a fucking entire pharmacy inside margarine. At least butter is. Yeah, yeah, it's food. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So, do you intermittent fast? Have you tried it? So I don't do it because I've got a mild health condition where I'm sort of I I could potentially get into a pre-diabetic or a diabetic state if I allowed myself to. It's so- it's called it's insulin resistance. So whenever you have sugar, your body produces insulin and that's, yeah, and that's to take the sugar out of your blood. When you've got insulin resistance, the cells aren't, um, they're not, well, they're resistant to the insulin. So your body keeps producing more of it. Oh, so you overload your body. You overload your body and it's inflammatory. And what happens? You, you swell, like your joints swell and. Well, I feel, yeah. Inflammation. Inflammation, exactly. Holy. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So it's just. Like at the moment, I'm just eating healthy food and it's mostly low carb because then there's that I'm not having massive insulin spikes and that's good. Mm. That's good for a number of different things. Mm. Even though you're looking at me as in what I'm saying, sorry, I, I lose my train of thought sometimes. Whenever I'm talking about health, there's still a little voice in the back of my head going, you know, you smoke ciggies, right? Like, can you really actually have any credibility about what you're saying? Despite, it's just like, oh, yeah, I'm using this anti-aging cream or whatever. It's like, well, fucking stop saying it. But, I mean, (laughs) you've heard me say this. You've heard me say this on stage. Like, I genuinely believe, you know, that I think uh, you can indulge yourself in anything. Uh, if if, It's all within limits. You can, like, I take mushrooms a couple of times a year. I take... um, other stuff a couple of times a year. I take uh, cigarettes a few times a year. But yeah. every now and then cigarettes has a, an amazing ability to catch me out and suck me into its black hole. It is. So yeah. I have to fight a little bit harder. And I, I've tried a lot of drugs and I find <laughs> cigarettes is the hardest thing 
to pull back from. I agree 100%. It's a bastard. It is. It you know? is. Um, and then pokies as well, but I don't <laughs> play. <laughs> oh, I did a bit of gambling last year, actually. Really? Yeah. I was betting on sports. I was going, I was... Uh, uh, look, uh, Where the fuck did that come from? I'm fascinated. Like, So years ago, I asked a fellow comedian friend who bets. I just went, mm. so who's going to win? And he said, this one person. I uh -oh. said, is it worth a 50? And he goes, yeah. And uh -oh. it lost. It lost. And I went, oh, okay. Did you ring uh, that comic? No, 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 no. no. Yeah, fuck I, you. I, I, also, I said to him, don't worry if, if, if this oh, loses, good. it's on me. It's oh, that, on that's you. kind of you to do that. It is. I'm taking accountability because he didn't yes. say, take the fucking bet or I'm going to wring your neck. He yes. didn't say that, <laughs> right? Um, but then I probably, uh, I, I probably lost, I'd say maybe $300 last year, right? Because yeah. I was betting 10 bucks, yeah. getting $5, winning $4. Yeah. <laughs> betting $10, winning 15 All sports? Sports that you had no fucking idea in? Yep. Nice. Yep. Tennis, footy. So what was going on on a psychological level? I don't think you Lockdown, were there to win money. Bored. It was boredom. Yes. And I had I had nothing in me to write comedy. And the reason why I didn't write comedy is you're in a in, vacuum. You're in a vacuum, but also there were so many different aspects of COVID over 2020. There were aspects of lockdown one that were different to lockdown two. And as I wrote, because I did write a little bit, as I wrote comedy, as the time went on, everything that I had written had slowly become irrelevant. Like I had, I've got, I've got mixed feelings about, as an example, my personal stance on vaccines is yes. However, there needs to be a lot more time that passes. I think yeah. I, I don't want to take this COVID vaccine yeah. for the reason, or I don't want to take it at all, but my biggest reason is not enough time has passed see, um, to see any long-term effects. That's my thing. Just the fastest vaccine was mumps and it was four years, right? This was one year. It's yeah. not fucking long enough. They fast-tracked it. For anyone mm. thinks that COVID was created by the government so they can control us, you're fucking crazy because the government gave us money every single week and they're rushing a vaccine in to get us back to work so we can make money, so we can generate, so we can push the economy along. Um, they're not in it for that reason. Um, there's only been one, to play devil's advocate, mm. there's only been one anaphylactic shock reaction, allergic reaction to the vaccine. That was a okay. nurse in Queensland. Yeah, yeah. Everyone else was big. And she recovered after a few minutes. And she said, I'm anaphylactic. Yeah, uh, before yeah. Before taking it, but she still wanted to take it. Yeah. And she's fine now. Yeah. So... There, there, I think... The are you taking... Are you, gonna, you said you are going to take it or... I'll take it if I... Um, if I go overseas and I need to, that's when I'll take it. Yes. If I be put in a situation where I can't do something unless I have it, if I re if I've decided that I want to do that thing, that I'm going to take it. But but that would be in the future after more time has passed. I just want some more time to pass. But but I, I've got, I've I've. Fuck, calm down. It's all good. Too many ideas. We got yeah, I know. We got plenty of. Yeah. Oh fuck. We've been so, talking for a while. <laughs> there's one, uh, one of the, for instance, one of the jokes that I, that I was writing, I was again with the laziness. I had this whole. Oh yeah. You wrote all stuff that was no longer relevant. Yeah, yeah. That's so, where you, I bookmarked you and you went off topic again. It had, get used to it. Right. So <laughs> there was, I wanted to do a um, news report from home yeah. and I was going to be, I was going to, I was thinking, all right, all right, I'm going to. I'm going to fucking do this to the back of my head so it looks like I just got up. I'm going to have a big fluffy robe on. I'm going to try and look 
I'm going to try and look like I've attempted to put myself together, but I've fucking failed miserably, you know, and I just had all of these things, you know, my first, the the first bit that I was going to say was an unprecedented amount of people are using the word unprecedented because now they know what it means. (laughs) And the second bit that I, that I wrote for that news report that I was going to do was it's something like, um, some anti-vaccine protesters has have hit the streets to protest the new vaccine, but none of them appeared to have polio, right? Yes. And so the, the reason why I'm not vocal about whether or not or where I stand when it comes to things like vaccines is because, again, I'm aware of too, too many contradictions and too many good things on both sides, right? So one of those things being... Um, yeah, that years ago. You know, that's a sign of wisdom, by the way. <laughs> Yay! Do you know what I mean? Like, you, you're not saying too much because you know there's conflicting arguments on both sides and that you're too small to fucking sit there for hours and work it all out. Well, right? I'm not going to work it all out, so you know, why try? And, to... and I'm actually really lucky that, that I'm in a position where I don't have to work it out. As an example, I'm not a frontline worker who has to actually make the decision on certain things. I don't have to make that decision. Okay. So if I could, if I could, uh, uh, fast track you, you said you're not going to take the vaccine unless you have to go overseas. Um, you think it was, it's not a conspiracy. It did happen. It's not government made. I don't think it's government made. I do think that there's a possibility that COVID was leaked out of a lab. Yeah, now I think the, that, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's in the bell curve, a strong possibility. Yeah, 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 yeah for sure. Um, uh, you know, there's so many different that there's so many different things that I'm really peculiar about as well. I remember, I remember reading. Um, it was about a year ago. I was reading about that was it when the the vaccine development, not even the trials, was starting. And I read this article. This doctor said, um. When it comes to coronaviruses, we've been trying to make vaccines for coronaviruses for over 20 years and we haven't Mm. made one yet. And he said the reason why there's a problem with it, and forgive me if I've gotten the order wrong with this, but he said we can vaccinate against the flu because the flu virus goes to the bottom of the lungs and when we get the certain vaccine the antibodies can go to the bottom of the lungs and... um, fight the virus there or something, something like that. He, he explained why mm. it actually works. But then he said coronaviruses typically affect the top of the lungs um, and then we can't, we've never been able to get antibodies that go to the point of entry, so eyes, nose and mouth um, and the top of the lungs as well. So I guess that, and he was saying, and that's why we haven't been able to do it. So I was thinking, well, I had friends and family members going off, oh, my God, we're going to get mandated vaccines. Fucking hell, the government's trying to kill us. Going psycho for months, impacting their happiness, filling their own bodies with adrenaline, which was essentially making them more sick than the potential of getting a mandated vaccine in years to come, you know. That's where the damage was, and that's why I didn't enter into the conversations with them. Um, But, yeah, that was the that was the concern for me i was going well if they've never created a vaccine for a coronavirus then they're probably not going to be able to create one so all right awesome and then i thought hang on does australia have a a reputation for forcing people to have a vaccine no they don't i'm relaxed it's cool you know Mm. so just yeah there's lots of arguments 
that that I I didn't feel the need to participate in. What if they made a vaccine <clears throat> because the amount of money for profit that they stood to profit from this was astronomical? Like you're talking about essentially everyone on the planet getting an injection. That's seven billion injections. Yeah, but that's who's why... making that money? The vaccine companies. That's yeah. it. So that's why maybe they poured all their R&D into vaccinology, which I just made up. <laughs> and yeah. Just... I have a story. It was about two years ago. It's all money. Yeah, yeah, it's all money. It was about two years ago um, I was in between jobs and a little Facebook ad popped up. Hey, you want to be a part of the clinical trials and get paid? You, te- you got tested. Calm down. It's okay. I What'd didn't go do? ahead with it. And you'll, you'll understand why I went for this particular one as well, right? This is up your alley. So I just went, oh, there's no harm in me having a look at the clinical trials and offer. Oh, Fuck. CBD, cannabinoids. Really? I'm interested, right? Yeah. So I thought that... CBD's all right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It doesn't right. make you high. It's a relaxant, Yeah, right? that's right. So that's what I thought that I was getting into. I forget what the... They, they were trying to prescribe it for a particular health element. I forget what that was. So I get... What's it for? Sorry to cut you off. Is it for anxiety, really? Like, oh, CBD? Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. I that That's a different conversation. I want to go to this one and then we'll all talk right. about that. Yeah. Done. So, um... It was a, so I went to this place called Nucleus Network next to the Alfred Hospital. Nucleus. Nucleus Network. That sounds scary. Yeah. That's the name of the the clinical trials department or whatever it is. So I get there and I get to the, the, the interview room and the doctor's asking me all about it. And I've filled in this health thing or whatever. And he's going through and he's just like, well, you know, do you have any questions? And. I asked a couple of basic questions and then he just said, look, I'm going to be honest with you. He said, we're up to our eighth, I forget the word COVID. I don't know what the word is. Eighth round of trials. And he said, I don't want to go ahead with this trial. And I said, why? And he said, the person from the drug company who's pushing it, people have had some really bad um, side effects and he's still trying to get the trial and still trying to get the drug on the market. Holy I said, fuck. what kind of, what kind of, um, um, side effects are we talking here? And he said, well, the animal studies were pretty bad. The dogs that took the drug went blind and got damage at the back of their eyes. And he said, some of the patients actually had, or some of the participants had blurry vision for a couple of days, but then they stopped taking the, oh, that's right. It wasn't cannabinoid. It was fucking synthetic cannabinoids, right? Yeah. So fake shit. And then. Press uh, pause for a second. That's scary. Because it is scary. It, when I was doing a mind tour in uh, WA, it's illegal to bring in marijuana. So they bring in something called chronic, and that, which is synthesized marijuana because it doesn't get detected by dogs or anything. <sighs> And it was, it's a psychotic. Mm-hmm. Makes you, yeah, so continue. Yeah, I understand yeah. what you're so saying. So synthetic. It's bad news. It's like margarine and butter. Yeah, it's just like something beautiful exists in nature that fucking works. Use it. Oh, you can't patent it and you can't make money out of it. So you're going to do a synthetic version that fucking harms people. Well done, humans. Well done. So then he said, we also had a patient who started getting heart palpitations or irregular heartbeat. She had it for a week. If, if her heart didn't go back to normal, she would have had to have had a pacemaker. And he said, 
this doctor is still pushing this trial. And I said, thank you for your time. And I shook his hand and I walked out. Holy fuck. So I was hoping that I could go in there and I thought that it was going to be um, real cannabinoids, but it was synthetic. You've got to read the fine print. Fuck oath, you got to read the fine Jesus print. I was Christ. like, oh, well, I'm in, I'm in Paran now. I'm going to go shopping. But yeah. You would have had tinnitus, a dodgy <laughs> knee and <laughs> fucking blind Pierman <laughs> coming up on stage. Yeah, just like, the mic's a bit oh. to the left, Pierman. <laughs> Exactly. Um, so, so yeah, clinical trials are just, it has to happen. It, isn't it fascinating the whole, I just read this book called The Body by Bill Bryson and he just talks about all of these horrific things that have happened that have actually resulted in really good things now. Like mm. as an example, there is a, a an awful thing that happens during childbirth called, can't remember what it is. Something, something. Sorry, can't remember. Basically, the vaginal wall splits open. Yeah, I was going to say the, van- the vagina yeah, gets destroyed. That's gets- the worst thing that happens. <laughs> yeah. But then what they, so they didn't know how they could fix it because, so, so what happened was this New Zealand doctor ended up torturing these slaves for two years and giving them fake tears and then working out different surgical methods to try and fix it. It took him two years to work out what the surgery method was to fix it. And now that's how they fix this condition. Yeah. Yeah. And the only reason why that exists is because for two years, slaves got tortured over that. And that's just a drop in the ocean about all of these horrific things that happen to people who are both willing and unwilling to have these experiments done on them. Mm. So people in the future that they're never going to meet, never going to see, get to benefit from these, these experiments in this massive trial and error. We're a big fucking experiment. We are. It's scary. This it is, is why I'm happy because none of that shit's happened to me. Absolutely. <laughs> I think I, I also, I'm, I'm naive as well. I mean, I've been generally healthy throughout my whole life, so I've never needed doctors. Knock on wood. I hope I don't. But yeah. I, w- I have spoken to another comedian called Lainey. Who's, who, Lainey's my, Lainey's my baby. I and, love Lainey. And she, she's my bestie. She brought me to a conclusion, a striking conclusion, which I had no idea about, but basically she's been managing epilepsy all her life. Mm-hmm. And, um, I've got to get her on the podcast. I did mm-hmm. get her on, but I had a technical failure, so I couldn't air it. But basically, um, she, uh, was managing epilepsy and she would go to doctors and Western doctors would just bury their heads in books looking for medicine to prescribe her um, when one wasn't working mm-hmm. rather than look at her, make eye contact and work with her. And she said, the conclusion is whatever you're suffering from, um, do your own research. For sure. Become your own doctor in your own body to the best of your ability. So then when you talk to a doctor, you can have deep questions that can make the doctor force his way out of a particular pattern of prescribing medicine and use his cognitive abilities to assess your condition, test the motherfucker basically. Yeah. Yeah. So now she manages her condition with a bit of Western medicine. Yeah. And a, On a, very a holistic low approach. Dose, holistic approach. Yeah. So yeah, don't just blind, don't have blind faith in medicine. I mean, going back to what you said with the vaccine, yeah, I mean, I'll take the vaccine, but yeah, I do know it's been rushed. Of course it's been rushed. Any mm. logical person knows that. Like you said, it took how long? Four years to get... To get the mumps vaccine, and that's the quickest vaccine since the COVID one. And now look yeah. at us. It's like fucking McDonald's for a vaccine. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit... 
It's mm. a, yeah, it's a bit of a worry, but yeah, I'm also well aware that I'm in the position where I don't actually have to take it. And I understand that not everyone is in that position, you know, mm. and that there's, I've got gratitude there for that. There's heaps of shit that, that, that's happening in the world that I'm completely unaffected by. Mm. That's why when I've got friends and family who are stressing about this shit that's happening, it's everything. It's like the, the child trafficking rings and fucking, um, corruption in government and all of this stuff. And I go, you're not affected by it at all. I've got a family member and two friends who have been very, very vocal about a lot of the conspiracy theories behind everything that's been happening in the last year or two. Are they educated? I'm just doing my own little experiment. Have they finished (laughs) high school? Because all my mates who are Two of them finished. One of them quit in year 11. Yes. All my mates who are anti-maskers never finished high school. Yeah, yeah. There's a correlation. And same with Trump supporters. Yeah, yeah. They're just... Yeah. Um, I'm trying to be respectful here. <laughs> Look, as am I, but I'm just close. looking yeah. for patterns. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, yeah, because, yeah, very close friends of mine. Um, and, um, I forgot what I was going to fucking say. Oh, that's right. They all come dead. So they don't talk to each other. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Right? Because yeah. they're, they're, I've got different friendships, relationships with them. But then they all come down one week. Last year, maybe... October, November, towards the end of the stage four lockdown. And I was thinking, what the fuck happened? These people aren't talking to each other. Why did they all calm down? And they all sent me a link to this spiritual lady who was sharing uh, these videos about which path and which timeline you can choose, right? They went full conspiracy theorist, back to full hippie or full what do you uh, my words are evading me you know the spirit over overly spiritual types they're basically religious but they don't believe in god they just subscribe to similar airy fairy kind of bullshit Mm -hmm. that they all just jumped over to that pattern of thinking because they all watched the same six minute video really yeah and then about two or three weeks later They'd forgotten about the video and hooked straight back into the conspiracy shit again. And I had hope for a second. I was like, well, they're on a equally bullshit tangent, but at least they're not walking up to their family and friends anymore and saying fucking sheeple, mm. you know? That was my biggest issue. Because you've got people just going, oh, you know, if you believe, if you if you think that the government has our best interests at heart, then you're sheeple, you're sheeple, all this shit, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, okay, well, let's let's... Let's have a look at something else. What is damaging you right now? The potential of mandated vaccines in the future or you damaging your friendships and relationships by calling everyone you know and love who doesn't agree with you a fucking sheep. Yeah. How is that working out for you? Yeah, exactly. It's fucking not. Yeah. And that's what I was getting shitty at. And that there's one, you know, Duncan Trussell. I've heard of him. Yeah, so comedian, he's on the Joe Rogan podcast every now and again. He, I don't know whether this was his quote or he got it from somewhere. He just said, tend to the part of the garden that you can touch. Mm. And that's why I get annoyed at people. Like, I'm happy to have discussions about conspiracies and whatever, but if you're going to identify with it and if you're going to be constantly talking about it for hours and hours and trying to figure it out, it's like you're, you're wasting time that you could be spending on 
um, anything, fostering good friendships and relationships in your own life, mm. actually going and doing some gardening, you know, so, some people something def- that's tangible. Of and course, yeah. Do you have a line, a limit? Like, are there people that you can't engauge? Definitely. I'll and I'm a... really cutthroat with it. I'll go, you just oh, end okay. It. Yep, I'll go, because okay. there'll be a point where I'll go, okay, this person actually lacks the ability to d- disagree peacefully. I'm out. And people think I'm being ignorant when I do that. I've been told that I'm ignorant. And it's like, no, you're actually not open to any other opinion than yourself, than than the only one that you've come from. And you think that you're being open, but really you're just picking and choosing things that support the belief that you already had. Yeah. And it's just like, if I I feel like I'm speaking to a person like that, I disengage. Yeah, well, that's what I need to do. I need to disengage, but I was just caught off guard by the stupidity of my chef at work who (laughs) is a flat earther. Okay. And not only flat earther, is convinced like the moon's not real. Oh. Space isn't real. You know what? You know what's wrong with him? He doesn't have any fucking hobbies. I listen to people who, who go she's down got, these. Yeah, it's a she. Oh, and she's, she's got I no life. Yeah. <laughs> she's got no fucking life. Yeah. Like Restore some furniture. Mm. Fucking go pick up seashells. Seriously. And you know what? For a long time, I was seriously, we've become really close friends and I was considering, she's lesbian, I was considering giving her my sperm. For a partner, like I was, I was gonna like, cause I'm like, I go, all right, I'll give you my sperm. I was seriously thinking about it, but now I'm like, I no. can't, I can't, <laughs> I can't be godfather to a kid that I take on the weekend to the beach house to teach him how to surf or jump on a boogie board, and he's telling me that mum reckons the earth is flat. I just can't. That's like that's religion for me. That's as it's akin to religion. It is. Like it the, absolutely is. I subscribe to. A religion where it's science based. There is there is an earth, there is space, it's fuck it's a ball. And I just it's called you know, I think it was Elon Musk or Neil deGrasse Tyson who said there needs to be a country where rational people can get a passport and live there only. Yeah, it's called rationalia. It's <laughs> yeah. just normal people. Yeah. Um but that's what happens. I think people have so much time on their hands during lockdown and just went down this rabbit hole. There's also um, what, what's really disappointing is that a lot of people who are pushing certain conspiracies tend to have very charismatic and very convincing personality types and are actually able to articulate themselves very well and Shit. cherry pick that data that supports their belief. Could you? So that is another big factor in it is you've got a highly convincing person, you can fucking get away with anything. Holy shit. Yeah. And, and just to, um, to draw a parallel to that, imagine Trump was charismatic, good-looking, and fucking articulate. As articulate as a young Hitler, like, rising to power. Yeah. Would have been a totally different fucking story. Absolutely. But and he was yet, so fucking dumb, we laughed at him and voted him out, right? Yeah. Um, However, someone that dumb, someone that of a, much of a buffoon... To actually still become the president of the United States, yeah, there is an intelligence in what we perceive as complete unintelligence, you know. And mm. it's like, okay, you've got a lot of people on your side. It, 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 didn't he say something along the lines of, "Oh, the people that who the people who stormed the Capitol were unintelligent or lower class citizens yeah, or whatever." That's right. Yeah. Hello, exactly. That's the majority of your supporters. 
Hi, oh. welcome to the party. <laughs> yeah, I, I came to the conclusion American politics is no longer politics, but it's just a lesson or an advert. It's It should be a subject taught in marketing at university on how to target a group of people that feel that the system has let them down Yeah, and how to convince those people that, um, that he can do something for you that your life is not to blame that yeah it's not you that fucked your life up it's the system that fucked your life up and if you vote for me i will remedy that situation mm. and that's what he did and here hillary clinton just like didn't even acknowledge that she's like i'll win there's no way they're gonna vote for this idiot but he tapped into that middle america the bible belt and all that and they were just like yeah man we fucking hate our lives America's really sad though, because for one of the most developed nations, the life expectancy is lower, the average income for middle class is lower, mm. the um, even money, yeah, yeah, it's good from far, far from good. If you yeah, if you've got two people who um, are eating the same, getting brought up in similar conditions in terms of parental values or whatever, um, going to the same primary schools and high schools, but one one's rich and one's poor. The poor one's still going to die before the rich one. Yes. Because it's all of these uh, unspoken kind of weird factors that influence that as well. I watched um, The Big Short last night, if you've seen it. No. About the... Um, there, they use the word Wiley. I like that word. The Wiley investors who predicted the um, 2008 housing market crash and bet mm. against it and got billions of dollars. Wow. But a lot of them were really, one of them, particularly Steve Carell's character, was deeply saddened because he said the bankers knew that this was coming and knew it was going to happen and they were corrupt and didn't do anything about it. And then millions of people becoming homeless and jobless and dying and all of this shit. You know, it was, yeah, it was really confronting. But, yeah, I, I've, I've been to America. I had a ball, but it's a bit of a sad place. Well, absolutely. And, I mean, to go, what you said on the big short, they're bankers, right? And the same way a comedian pursues laughter, bankers intrinsically just pursue money, pursue mm. profit. So it's in their nature to make money at the expense of people. Yeah. So that's that's what they're going to do. Yeah, so yeah. It's the system that's flawed. I remember hearing a woman say, if you made a million dollars, a billion dollars, sorry, you didn't make a billion dollars, you took a billion dollars. Yeah, that's a good quote. I yeah, remember reading yeah, that. Yeah, mm. God, scary shit. Absolutely. Yeah. Hey, man, we've ran out of time. Cool. That was fun as. It's fine. It flew. Come back. Absolutely. Awesome. Just came in. <laughs> Comedian. Thanks for having me, crew. Thank you. Bye. <laughs>